Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach, and I like Coca-Cola flavored Tic Tacs. I'm Ben, and I'm drinking. That's uh, that's surprising. I mean, you're from Wisconsin, so that's not frequently a, a thing. Not for well for recording. I actually have not drank during an episode probably since April, with the exception of you know like a beer or two. So I figure for the fans of the show, I can fuck up my liver a little bit for their enjoyment. Fucking pound it, bro. Yeah. It's not going to be like that night, though. Remember that bourbon? The bourbon, the shitty bourbon? Oh, God. I remember you had some homebrew one time. Yeah. I remember one time I got really drunk. (laughs) Thank God you were here. That shit would have gone way the fuck to hell if it wasn't for you. Uh... I don't know. Well, welcome back to your favorite coaster sucks. Sometimes we drink, sometimes we smoke, sometimes we do both, but all the time we're assholes about coasters. I don't know. Figure why not try out new taglines when we do the top of the show, right? Yeah, I got to think of, yeah, taglines are a good idea. I like them. I don't know. I, I, uh, I like there's a couple other podcasts I listen to and I get ideas from them. AKA I rip off other shows that I really am fans of. So (laughs) everybody is ripping off everything. Well, that's true. Everything is pretty much, um, inspired by something else at a certain level. Like documentaries. (laughs) Funny. You should mention that because there was some, to keep things light, to start off light, there was some big news out of Texas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Namely, Aquaman's going to open next year. Yeah, man, that's some big news. It's shocking. So controversial. I'm glad they're got. Welcome to the worst Whoa. roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Hey, they're getting two stations. That's pretty cool for a Six Flags park. I'm happy for them. Yeah, for real, for real. I mean, they're doing the right thing with that. It's in the same park as the uh, the first RMC, since that was the, the transition, that smooth as butter transition you were trying to make. Let me just go ahead and complete that for you. What 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 else is going on in Texas? Um, the Church of Satan is suing to try and let's keep this light. Um, help protect women's health care. Okay, that's good. I heard there's an event there too, but you know. There might have been. I, 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 
you know, I was so shaken up by the news. <laughs> I just completely stopped paying attention to everything else. Uh, in all seriousness, uh, uh, let's let's not with that one and just move right on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with that. Well, um, as far as local stuff, I mean, what have you been up to? Oh, um, I did a trip. I went to Silver Dollar City. Nice. How was that? It was great, man. Silver Dollar City is awesome. Always is. Except one, one major exception to that. Which is? I I hope you know what I'm talking about, but if you don't, Southern Gospel Fest. Oh, Why? was that was that going on when you were there? Yep. <laughs> Which, nice. if you're not familiar, is is code word for white people gospel. Which, why that exists as a concept, I'm not really sure myself. I'm not saying white people can't participate in gospel music. But it shouldn't just be white people, is what I'm saying. Well, so what? What was the event like? Like what? Break it down. Walk. Break us it down it. now, y'all. Um. Well, we walked by, and there was like definitely a band playing some like Jesus, 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 and then um, further on down the trail. There was another one where they were doing like an actual service, but it was more like singing than service. So it was like, I just want to say, God bless you. And then the piano player with like the heavy reverb, reverb electric piano. God bless you on this day. (laughs) And it's, um, I still enjoy the park, but I got to say as someone who's not religious, it is a bit off-putting. Yeah. It's kind of... Um, I mean, well, like, if you had to give a percentage of the patrons that were there for that event, like, what's what's a ballpark? It's, it's hard to say at that park because the shows are such a big attraction of it f- just by the nature of it. But with that said... The seats at the service show were full, and the seats at the other one were full. What about t-shirts? Were there any funny religious t-shirts? No, but there was some funny political ones. Oh, nice. Not for the right reasons, but, you know, because Branson. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of masks though, right? <laughs> um, we were wearing masks. And there, that park, it's probably a good idea. Yep. Well, what about the rides? I don't know. What, what would you... What about the oh, you ride? Let's see. We got on every coaster except for the kitty coaster and unfortunately time traveler. Okay. 
Rob yeah. Ellie fucked it up again. Yep. No, there was uh there was lightning. You know, after after finding out that I'm maybe a little more sensitive to rides and other stuff earlier this year, I decided, hey, maybe I'll wait till the very end to ride Time Traveler in case it fucks me up, you know? But because of that, the timing just ended up getting screwed up and there was a storm and lightning, so the ride went down. But we got on everything else, so, you know. That's good. Nice. So I will say Outlaw Run actually does feel very, very slightly, but slightly more like a wooden coaster than any other RMC. Okay, so the track is getting a little rougher. Yeah, but nice. it's, it's it's like it's it's very slight. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more along the category of like a B&M rattle. Okay. Where it's not something that bothers you. It's just something you notice. Well, you um, know? yeah. Well, like that's exactly what I noticed on Goliath this year too. The, the, both of the drops into the tunnel, I felt a little bit of roughness and it actually felt like a wooden coaster, which was actually pretty surprising. And it kind of changed my opinion on the topper track a little bit. But that's cool. God damn it, Ben! You're going soft. <laughs> I mean, we, we, you know what we were doing before we went into the park, so that probably had something to do with it. But I had a good, I had a really good ride on Goliath that day. So for sure. Well, I just thought it was interesting that it it definitely did feel just slightly different than other RMCs. Yeah. Well, I think that one's got steel wheels too. Which Oh, well that that actually probably does make a huge fucking difference. Yeah, it's got steel wheels and it's got wooden ledgers instead of steel ledgers. So, out of all of the RMCs, that's the most wooden topper track. I have a feeling that the wooden ledgers make a big difference too. It was definitely running really well. That's a lot cool, of airtime. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. It felt like it was running faster than the last time I rode it. Did they like, ever? Did they ever replace the leg, like the leg restraints on that? No. Like the other trains. So they're oh, so, so that shin bar. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, not the greatest. And the seatbelts are fucking tight on that one. Oh, really? Yeah. They seemed a lot tighter than other RMCs, or I got a lot fatter since the last time I rode one. Yeah, I bet I bet they made them. I, I've heard I've been hearing that since that ride opened, so it doesn't surprise me. Um, that's like when I was at Kentucky Kingdom. I swear to God, that had the loosest seatbelt I've ever seen on an RMC. Interesting. Yeah. It's also like, okay, you know how Cedar Point's Intamins have really short seatbelts? Yeah. So when I rode Ride of Steel at Six Flags America, that seatbelt was so fucking huge. Like, it, you could, like, pick it up over your head. Like, it was so long. It was really surprising. Oh my God. It was really surprising <laughs> to see that. 
that's a Six Flags party. Yeah. Well, dope. I wish I wish I had a coaster trip. Well, what or is that the only park you went to? Yeah, we had a couple ballparks, but you know, no coasters there. Oh, so you didn't hit you didn't hit Worlds of Fun. No, nah, we ended up not stopping. Um because apparently, you know, when you reach your thirties, unless you're insane, uh, it's kind of a lot to drive six hours and go to a theme park all day and then try to do it again the next day. I must be crazy, but I also agree. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like we could have done it, but also at what cost? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) And it's like, well, it's worlds of fun. And also it's, it's within a pretty short drive for us so we can go next year. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I got to rub this one in quick. You know, what park would have been on your, on your way. It wasn't, we went to Branson. Oh, that's right. And then we drove from Kansas city to St. Louis. So we didn't go anywhere near it. (laughs) You could have seen Shaggy in the water park. I really would have loved to have done that though. For real. Not even kidding. I wonder what his shows are like nowadays. I just want to know if he still uses that insane fucking meat wad voice. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, so that's not his normal voice. No, I saw an interview with him. Like it was a, it was a video about that song. Like, you know, vice does documentaries. They're like making of the song. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I just kind of thought of those lyrics. And I was like, that's what his voice sounds like. Because every part of that song, he's saying, and you're like, what the fuck is this guy even saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch that. That's that's an old hit. That's like from uh, probably like, what, 99, 2000? Yeah, I'm going to guess 99 to 2002, right in that range. I had... I don't know if you remember. This is this is uh this is a deep cut right here. I had a bootleg version of that CD. I don't know if you remember people selling bootleg CDs. Yeah, where I, it would literally be a burned copy of a CD with printed out f- insert artwork. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to do that with a lot. I would used to rent out libraries from the CD or <laughs> libraries from the CD CDs from the <laughs> library, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I would do that. And it was always like an inkjet printer, so it was all shitty. Right? Yeah. Or like I, I didn't I didn't make copies like that. I would make just the CD. I wouldn't do the whole thing, but I bought this one for, you know, because people would sell in the street vendors and it'd be like, you get the CD for five bucks. Yeah, sure, why not? You know? Right, yeah. So I had that one. I had a bootleg copy. That was a good album though. That had yeah. that uh what was that? The one with Janet Jackson too? Loverboy, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? My dad bought that CD. That was a good fucking album. Yeah. Yeah. That shit that shit knocked, man. That was good. 
I gotta say this. I think this is maybe the first time we've discussed music on this show that you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. First, that's the that's the alcohol. That shit's a banger, man. Yeah, that, I I really like that album. I'm gonna well. have to play that on Spotify later. <laughs> <laughs> Go find the songs I liked on that one. Nice. Yeah, actually, yeah, I would uh, I would definitely see Shaggy. It sucks that he's now reduced to playing in water parks, but hey, you know, <laughs> at yeah, least he's still making money. <laughs> yeah, I think about that Labor Day weekend at Adventureland in Ohio in a water park. Shaggy. It's so at funny. Least he's still getting paid, you know? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I had a... Although, also, I'm thinking about it, and if there's... Like, it kind of makes sense if you think about it. Like, Shaggy's music is more or less described as reggae. And I think he does more, like, reggae-inspired stuff now. So, I think, you know, water park, reggae music, that kind of fits, actually. Yeah, reggae. So, surprisingly, reggae is pretty popular in, like, Nebraska, Iowa. The plains, the Great Plains. So that makes That's sense. There's a bunch of fucking colleges there. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like pseudo hippie. It's like it's not really like hippie. It's like plains hippie, and it's it's a little different shade. It's like it's like fish, you know, fish. <laughs> which, 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 by the way, I was I was five seconds away from going to a fish concert this weekend. Um. But yeah, fish fish is fun. Um I've never seen fish. I've seen different iterations of the Grateful Dead probably I don't know, five, six times. Yeah. But I've never seen fish. I never ever seen any other jam bands really. I never seen, you know, Mo or the String Cheese incident or Oh, String yeah. Cheese is is really good. I, I God saw forbid fucking go see Dave Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> No, I saw String Cheese at Red Rocks. That was a great time. I've so, heard String Cheese is cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good show. Um, I forgot. I don't remember if we were talking. Do, do you know who? Um, what the hell is his name? I, I, just, I just was at Red Rocks recently. I forgot the name. I forgot the show I saw. Anyway, uh, oh, yeah, gonna... you posted about it on our Discord server, which shameless plug, join our Discord server. Ben and I are in there a lot. We chat with everybody. It's a great time. We got a good group in there. So, uh, oh, who was, who say, was uh, it that you saw? I'm, well, so I'm going to I have I'm going to see Corey Wong. Um, I don't know who that is. Where I forgot the, where my. Uh... I forgot who I saw. I can't think of the name right now. Like I know, obviously, I didn't forget the band or the, the, you know, I didn't forget the show. My brain is just blanking. Um. Anyway, yeah, music. I've been seeing a lot more music lately because live shows. I yeah, think this totally. Is, I think I think I've been to like twenty some live shows already this year. 
Well, holy shit. Which is a lot compared to my past of almost none. So, um, I wish I had coasters this weekend. I just did a lot of mountain stuff for, uh, it was a friend's birthday up in Steamboat. So we just did a lot of camping and big group camp and mountain biking and climbing and shit. So that was fun. That's pretty awesome. I have not done an actual outdoor activity like that in longer than I can remember. Well, the mountains are a theme park, a better theme park. Because you don't have any lines. Actually, that's not true. You got traffic. But um, yeah, so so I I was I brought this up before, but like mountain. Here's the thing: if you like roller coasters, you need to downhill mountain bike somewhere. Like go like next time you're near mountains, look up a ski resort and look up a downhill park because it is it's like the greatest. It's probably the next best thing to roller coasters. Um, it's a lot of fun. I've been mountain biking pretty heavy for like four years now. And like, it's, it's almost just as good as a roller coaster. It's so much fun. Okay. Actually, now that you mentioned that I definitely have a skateboard and a longboard. Unfortunately, I live in Chicago. So that means there's only one thing that resembles a hill near me. And it's a total change of elevation of probably about, my height. It's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, at least there's it's a noticeable slope, you know? Yeah. It's like the wizard first drop. Yeah, something like that. But on a skateboard, it's pretty fun. Nice. And then especially you get the thrill feeling because you're like, if I hit one of these speed bumps and don't take it the right way, I'm going to fucking fly off this fucking thing. Do you get a nosebleed at the top? <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a head rush, man. Pull like three G's at the bottom. Yeah, exactly. It's it's so intense. And then a car comes out of the alley. <laughs> And you're like, fuck, stop. That reminds me of um, in when I was living in Newburgh, all the neighbor kids and I we used to create a jump. So my neighbor had this giant hill and then there was a ditch and the ditch was super deep, but it was kind of smooth. So the key is, is that if you like, if you pedaled as fast as you could up the driveway, you went down this hill and you went into the ditch, you could pop up, like, get this crazy air, but you had to do it over a busy road. So you would have your friends, like, be like, okay, yell if there's cars coming. But, like, we were, like, seven or eight, nine, you know, so, like, no one really knew what they were doing. And so, like, we've almost got killed so many times. But it was so great, though. So you got so much air. I, that's, yep, I think that. That's got to be just a part of being a kid. Yeah. Like just recklessly riding your bike somewhere or a skateboard or something. And then you think back about it as an adult and you're like, holy shit, 
it was really lucky that none of us got seriously injured. Yeah. Well, shit, that happens to me now, mountain biking, because it's the same thing, except you're like, you're bombing down the side of a mountain on a bike. <laughs> and you're you're hopping boulders and stuff. Actually, like, so over the weekend, all of us, cr- all of us crashed at some point, And it was pretty, uh, it's pretty nuts. Yeah, except There's- you're an adult. So if you fuck up, that's on you, buddy. No, I know. I know. <laughs> this one girl, this one girl showed up. Um, to her like this one girl in this group she showed up and she had this she had this like basically like a 20 year old walmart mountain bike and then she was like Uh-oh. she and she's wearing a tutu and it's like whatever like not to talk cheap bikes but like if like mountain bikes are pretty expensive they're like four or five grand you know because they're like made to withhold withstand a, like a lot of abuse but she showed up in this like walmart bike and she just killed it like she like on the uphill climb like she could maintain her speed just as well as everyone else. Like she fell three times on the downhill, but like just got back up. It was awesome. It was pretty impressive. <clears throat> so it's a, anyway, it's a fun sport. Get into it. If you can. For sure. Um, but yeah, that was my Labor Day weekend. What um, I can't believe summer's over. Summer started with Hollywood Nights, and now it's over. I know, and it doesn't even seem like it was that long ago. Well, this is the time of year where, um, so I think Dan brought this up about coaster burnout how to how to get around it and i think you should just you should watch all of marcel voss's roller coaster tycoon videos so i'm i'm a little curious about expanding upon that or uh you know exploring that idea a little bit of coaster burnout because i think it i think there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Oh, totally. I think first of all, this is from our buddy Dan, who uh is unfortunately stuck down in Texas. Sorry, Dan. Um I think with his situation specifically, he may be referring to the type of burnout that comes most specifically from working at a park right? because he recently left his position at a park, which, okay. So this is, this is the most obvious one. Like we're all pretty passionate about our hobby, you know, roller coasters. We all love it and stuff. But when you make it your job, it's hard to, it's like you're trying to burn the candle at both ends, you know, because what you're doing eight to 12 hours a day, do you really like, you really want to come home and talk about theme parks? You know what I mean? And I get, 
that yes, to a certain extent, but it's easy to get your fill, you know, like beginning of the year, you're like, this is my shit. But then by the end of the season, you're like, fuck this. Yeah. I think what, I think what it is, is you almost have to retrain your brain to not make it a, um, I'm trying to think of a, an analogy. I don't know if I can think of one. But like when you like when you work at a theme park, you're thinking of roller coasters every single day, all day, and you almost want to convince yourself that you're supposed to enjoy it. But at the end of the day, it's work, so you don't have to enjoy it. And then it's hard to kind of switch your brain from that to going back to selectively thinking of coasters and when it's in in a fun context. So yeah, it's kind of like. We all, I think, have this like natural desire to kind of keep our professional life and personal life separate to some extent. Yeah. And when it, you literally can't because they bleed into each other like that, I think it's just, yeah, you're going to get burnout. That's why a lot of the people that I know personally who work in Parks' careers don't really keep up with it as a hobby quite as much. They're still interested, but more on a passive level. Yeah, it's it's it takes you have to find a way to transition. Um, if especially if you quit that job, because I I felt that too. I mean, I was I was basically obsessed with roller coasters, you know, forever, and then I worked at Cedar Point. And then when Cedar Point was over, it was almost like my brain still wanted to think of coasters obsessively every day, all day kind of thing. And then I felt bad because I didn't have that enjoyment anymore. Kind of like like the spark died and I was almost disappointed. I'm like, I thought I, you know, like I thought I was into this. I guess I'm not. And then you kind of have to rediscover it. Well, yeah, I think there's like kind of maybe more of a general idea of coaster burnout which is probably a bigger category of people fall into this one who maybe don't actually ever decide to work at parks but are definitely very interested in rides and maybe it even comes at a different point in your life you know yeah and at that point you know, it might be easier, like, you know, it's something you're into, you've gone to your home park, maybe a different one, and it's something you like, you post on, you know, Insta or whatever, you watch the YouTube videos, whatever, but it's easier to kind of just fade out of it, too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Especially if it's like, oh, you know, this summer... That was my thing. And then next year you do something. You know, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I, and I'll, I don't know. I don't know if, you know, this is normal, but if you feel bad about not about losing that interest, like you shouldn't feel bad about it. It's also a good time to find another hobby. Like definitely there's nothing wrong with that either. Like almost like you don't, you're not devoted to roller coasters. So you don't have to feel bad if you don't spend your time thinking about it or doing it and you find something else that works in the time. 
because it can bridge to other fun things, you know, like new discoveries. You kind of got to, you have to keep growing as a person. And so sometimes it's important to like switch hobbies for a little bit. Yeah. And those are, those. that's a, that's a fine place to be at too. Cause it keeps you more grounded if it's not your everyday, a hundred percent of the time, all the time thing. Right. Yeah. It's a lot easier to be more grounded as a person. And so that that might not even categorize as burnout so much. That might just be like, you know, everybody's multifaceted. And then I think maybe there's like some combination herein, which is kind of where you and I fell into. Yeah, right. I mean, because I, I I would say I officially fell out of roller coasters in about, it was like 20, it was probably like 2013, 2014. Um, the first year I didn't have a Six Flags season pass. And I actually felt really bad about it. I was like, what's wrong with me? Am I like going to not be in a roller coasters anymore type of thing? Um but then I discovered like all this other stuff. Like that's how I got, I got into like climbing and um, met a lot of new people through that hobby. And then that led me to moving to Colorado and then all this stuff opened up and then, but then they circled back and now I'm in a roller coasters again. And now I feel like the hobby is way more fun. So it's like the cycles are important. I agree. I think there was a lot of factors at that time that led me kind of away from it. It was like, yeah, I'd say 2014 was the last time I was act really like in any way active in coasters before we re- we started this whole little shindig. Yeah. And it was like one was I don't know if you remember this. Actually, I'm sure you do. Them trying to open Goliath was a fucking shit show. <laughs> yeah. And I remember I took like two separate days off of work to try and go to like the opening day or the media day. And they kept rescheduling it. And I finally wasn't able to make it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because I had to work and I couldn't like keep taking time off. <clears throat> so it was like, fuck fine. Um, that kind of pissed me off, you know, like I get it construction takes time but also like rmc's really shouldn't take that long there's so many things wrong with that ride it started on fire and then i think something flooded and then they had that issue where they had to take apart the lift hill because they couldn't fit the zero g stall supports so like you know how there's the whole lift hill is kind of an arch and then there's that um, that like cross beam that supports the the zero G stall. Yeah, that, that was all one piece, and they were lifting it into that with the crane, and it wouldn't fit. So they had to like take apart part of the of that whole structure to like fit this thing in. And I remember watching it on the webcam, and it took them like a couple days to figure it out. <laughs> And then don't, I mean, you didn't miss anything at that media day. That media day was a shit show. And I know everyone's like, oh, it's a media day. It's not ERT. But the way I look at it is that 
the park should kind of care about the guest experience. Like it doesn't really matter about the ride. It's more or less just kind of the, you know, you're kind of like welcoming guests into your home. You should at least put some effort into like making the day kind of enjoyable for people. And I just felt like they were, it just wasn't well organized. It's kind of a shit show. And then Alan Shilke cut me off. I'd like to point out, we don't get invited to media day. And part of that is because we talk freely. But that works both ways, though, is that we're fine not going to media day because we can keep talking freely. (laughs) Media days really aren't that great. Yeah, you get to ride a couple times, maybe. Like, at best, you get to ride a couple times and you get some food. Yeah. That's really... Uh, yeah. And it's it's too... It's like you, you wait around. It's like the line doesn't move for an hour. And then they'll do a couple of cycles. And then they'll do, like, half cycles. And then they'll do, like, one cycle every 10 minutes again on the, when they're doing the morning news cycles. Or like the morning news segments. Yeah. It's not, I mean, I understand that's what it's for, but it's just not that enjoyable to like go through that. You might as well just go, you might as well just like find an event where there's ERT and just go to that. I don't know. It's like, there's no more, it's like, there's really no benefit of being able to ride the roller coaster before anyone else. The only thing that's cool is like, if you want to see, how they rig up the cameras on the coasters. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, it's, that's cool to see. Yeah. Like if you go in there going like, this is like for them to film shit and maybe I'll get on the ride. You'll probably have a good time. But if you go in there, like I'm going to get on that ride as much as I can. Nope. No, 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 no. Yeah, totally. And to that, I would also say commercial shoots way better than media day. Yeah, that's I I have not been to one, but I could totally see that. Less people. More rigid scheduling. It's almost kind of creepy though how they set that up. Where so they'll like to be like, "Hey, woman in the blue shirt, swap with the guy in the green shirt." And then how they like move people around. It's a little creepy. But it's just kind of funny to to see them do that. I saw them I saw them do the Windseeker commercial, and it was a lot. It was a lot of stuff like that. Like I went to the one <clears throat> when they did the backwards trains on Batman, and um, it wasn't much of that. It was really mainly a lot of them like resetting the camera angles like so it only it would only cycle um and the off-ride mainly because i think they had mainly like just a shit ton of gopros for the on-ride stuff Mm -hmm. and then they had like the real like big heavy cameras getting all the off-ride stuff they had like a cherry picker out by the loop that the camera guy was in okay 
it was cool to see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool to see. Well, maybe we'll get invited to one. I could see us getting invited to a commercial shoot, but probably not a media day. <laughs> Unless we went in with a coaster club. <clears throat> what what coaster club would have us? <laughs> um, I think you can get in this when Cedar except, Point. <clears throat> well, when Cedar except, Point does media days, they invite the Ohio Valley. The Ohio Valley. Um, I was about to say the great, except for the fine folks at the Great Ohio Coaster Club. This is not sponsored. I just like that club. I'm a member. <clears throat> Same. So the fine the fine folks at the Great Ohio Coaster Club actually do <clears throat> have our memberships. So thank you to that wonderful coaster club. And I would encourage any of anyone listening who's thinking about joining a coaster club, <clears throat> look in a Great Ohio Coaster Club. <clears throat> Certainly one of the most affordable coaster clubs. <clears throat> Yeah, what was it like? Ten bucks. Yeah, it's it's reasonable. Nice. Well, um, as far as like coaster clubs, oh man, I I was gonna try to think of a transition. I can't do it. It'd be too rough. Well. Um, are we going into the, the next one on the list? Oh yeah, that's right. It had some, that's right. Coaster clubs. Um, so it's kind of cool to see, um, a documentary get produced. Friend of the show. Yeah. Scott, Scott Schaefer. A- yeah. Upstop Media has a a documentary coming out about RMC. It looks so good. Scott did a lot of work on it. And I think Scott, Scott, his, his work is going to shine through. Yeah. The cinematography looks really nice. It looks like it was probably the most well shot coaster footage available. It's fucking fucking art. So I would encourage highly, highly encourage everyone, everyone to go support Scott and Upstop Media with the his new documentary. I think if you give um, Upstop Media a follow on the socials, he'll have the details of where you can find it. But I cannot just, I cannot say enough about how great of a job Scott is doing. For sure. By the way, this is not a jab on Scott. We're being serious. No, Scott's the man. He was on the show. You can listen back. 
Uh, it was a great time. We'll, we'll have him back on to, to plug the doc. He's a, he's a friend for a long time, long before a po- the idea of a podcast even existed. So big, huge shouts to Scott um, and, and all the hard work he's doing. Sure, I can't wait to see more from him. Absolutely. Scott, keep up the hard work. Uh let, I'll, I'll be in touch to try and get you get you back over here so you can come plug all the all the great stuff that you're doing. Yeah, man, go go give Upstop Media a follow. Big shouts to Scott. Dude, you know what I need to do a doc of? What? The Kanye like protests, aka the Capitol riot for Thuzies. Did you see that shit? Dude, I hadn't seen that many fucking neck neck beards in off color t shirts since January sixth. It's pretty funny. The thing is, is like I get it. Like I, I, the owner is clearly an asshole, and he's just been trashing rides. And, um, I think he's from Philly. So yeah, I don't know. Go back to Philly. Oh, so we got to talk to him the way that we know he'll understand. Hey, fuck you, you fucking piece of shit, fuckface. <laughs> he fucked up a tumblebug. How do you do that? Like how how does your soul let you do that? He doesn't give a fuck. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like it's sad. That's like I, I'm not gonna lie, that is kind of sad. Like I can't imagine someone just fucking up a tumblebug. They're so cute. Plot twist. It's the guy that the character uh that Danny DeVito plays and it's always sunny is based off of. <laughs> Probably. Uh, what's a good? What's a good? What's a good uh, Frank quote to follow that up? I'm coming up dry. Other than <laughs> I don't diddle kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops! I dropped my Magnum co- Monster condom for my Magnum dong. Throw me in the trash. All right, guys, this is a challenge to our listeners. If you can give us we this this week's challenge comment a comment challenge, right? Leave us a review, five stars. We want to hear your pitch. Two three sentences. The episode of It's Always Sunny where the crew has bought Conneaut Lake Park. <laughs> That's actually, We're going to read funny. every one we get, so please leave those. And you know what? Even if you're hearing this in the future, still do it, and we'll still read it. <laughs> yeah, that's just going to be ongoing. So I hope I can't wait for the when like the person who discovers the show a year from now gives us gives us one of these like way in the future. They'll still be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. So that's that's the new uh, review contest 
from here on to the end. Every week, we just want to hear your pitch. Five-star review. Give us what you think would happen when the Always Sunny crew buys Connie Hot Lake Park. Oh um, man, that I bet be I bet I bet D would pee in a cup. She would pee in more than a cup, but I think you're on to something. Did you see that video? No, but I heard about it. Yeah, that's pretty. What is up with like these things where? Because I know um, Dana has told some stories where like people are in queue lines letting their children like pee in cups or like pee on the ground or just like launching used diapers or leaving loose diapers. Disney's disgusting. Can I just say, first of all, if you're teaching your child that fuck you. Right. That person's got to be like, that, that those are the people who end up on TikTok? Like you know, like those are the people who have access to the internet. Think about that. They're in our society. There's a child out there who thinks it's normal to pee in queue lines. That's what I like. This is fucking insanity. What the fuck is wrong? You're teaching a kid that. They don't know any better. The onus is on you, you fucking fuck. <laughs> so apparently though in that Disney that Disney video though there was that whole I pay your salary as the mom, the Karen was like having a breakdown and she's yelling at the staff because they're kicking her out. She pulled the I pay your salary. <laughs> Isn't that what Rob Alvey said? Did he? <laughs> the funny thing is like, I don't even want to know if that's real or not because either way it's funny <laughs> alright could somebody find out if Rob Alvey said that if I'm making him up I'm pretty sure though at one point that was one of his like Twitter rants about I, maybe I think it might have been that Starbucks thing okay god damn What about, well, he also, okay, uh, probably, you know what, I think the Starbucks thing is probably real with the salary thing. I don't want to look it up. He's probably deleted it up. I'm sure somebody screenshotted it. Show us us the receipts if you got them. Yep. Please, somebody send, uh, send them along. You know, it's been a while since we've talked about Rob on this show. I don't even know what he's up to. Like, what has he been doing? Like, uh, I'm going to look up the TPR Twitter right now and just find out. Oh, wait, I have to log out of the Your Favorite Coaster Sucks account and into my alt account. Oh, you got banned? Of course. Okay. I mean, that doesn't surprise me, but... um, 
Oh, you know, it just see, his most recent tweet. Uh, it's all just like it's all promoting. Marketing. Yeah, it's all just promoting the same. It's just reposts of all the shit the fucking parks post. Man, he's tamed it down a lot. It's like they finally just entered into generic theme park theme park bloggers. Yep. Which, I mean, it's a good way to wrap up a career, I suppose. Did you see that Vice doc on him? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch that. Yeah, it's weird. I'm, I'm, I haven't scrolled through their Twitter in a long time. And it's very, like, it's very just, like, you know, family-friendly, politically correct marketing kind of shit. It's like they've they figured it out. I mean, pretty fucking bland. Yeah, I mean, I miss the Starbucks days, but a hundred and six thousand followers. I wonder. I wonder if he's lost followers. I don't know. I thought he had. He, I thought he had more than that at one point. But. Well, speaking of. uh, Speaking of parks. You like you like theme parks. How about them apples? (laughs) Go ahead. Well, um, Kennywood, <laughs> they have a poll for Phantom's Revenge, Phantom Revenge's colors, so you can vote on the color scheme, which begs an interesting question. What is the most fucked up color you could list as an actual color that would be funny for them to actually win? Kind of like the whole Coaster McCoasty face thing a fun spot oh yeah how about (laughs) crusty (laughs) off-white i like boner pill blue (laughs) i'm gonna go with asparagus piss green um Infected discharge turquoise. How about Tila Tequila Brown? <laughs> um, Batman the Ride Tunnel Gray. No. Um, Swamp ass beige. Gaping pink. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, diaphragm red corn tooth yellow (laughs) (laughs) toilet bowl smear or toilet bowl skid mark brown Weed phlegm green. Taint sweat fuchsia. What was that? What was that good one? The one, um, the few back you did, so we don't forget it. Oh, gaping, gaping, gaping pink. pink. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the winner. Band name called it. <laughs> Turns out that's actually a website. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man, I wonder if it is. Let me just Google that. Ah. <laughs> It's like uh goes back to the shoulder deep days. Oh. <laughs> Good god. You can smell the room when you watch the video. It smells a lot like a car full of coaster enthusiasts. <laughs> after uh after like six flags over Georgia on a hot on a hot day. One one guy, one jar. (laughs) You know, so Google has censored those videos. You have to use DuckDuckGo to find them. If you ever, if you ever just wanting to watch them, um, you know that for no reason in particular. (laughs) Actually, recently, um someone brought that up but like how do you find one guy one jar and it's like it's not on google let's try duck duck go and it's like oh shit it's right there but that like all of all of them are like that bme pain olympics kids in sandbox shake the bear <laughs> church of fudge tub girl Cake farts. Meat spin. <laughs> um, poo button. Fucking shocking.com. Uh, crazy shit.com. Ebombsworld.com. <laughs> World star. Oh, lemon party. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to say lemon party is still on Google. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look it up right now. By the way, don't look up lemon party. It's it, it's porn. Just 
don't don't type in any of these things. Yeah, I'm gonna go to lemonparty.org. You know what's sad? Tosh Point oh is off the air. When when did he go off though? Like a couple months ago. Okay. I didn't realize he was still going, to be honest. But um yeah, I, I liked the show in the beginning. I did I probably watched the first few seasons at least. It was good. Oh, lemon party. I mean it's not that gross. It's pretty vanilla, but it's just I'm gonna check on meatspin.com. Rubber Johnny. Whoa, what was that? It was one of it was a creepy one with an alien, but then it turned out he just danced. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Like it started off really creepy. But then like three minutes in, it was just like funk music and an alien dancing. It's like, do you ever watch uh, Off the Air? No. Oh, man, you got to see that. It's a really good adult swim show. It's like a, it's like a, what do you call it? Openly sourced kind of like artsy show where they like collaborate with a lot of musicians and artists and stuff. It's, it's really, it's supposed to be like kind of a trippy show, late night show. It's pretty good. I was watching Tom goes to the mayor the other day. What's that? Like the first Tim and Eric show. Okay. Sounds good. It was on adult swim. It's like a cartoon. It kind of sounds familiar, but I don't think I remember anything about it. It's pretty much like the title says. It's a guy, Tom, and he always bothers the mayor, and the mayor's like, uh, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, the the mayor will give him some bullshit answer, and he takes it seriously. Pretty much. But But it's like... The way Tim and Eric would do a wacky, predictable sitcom, you know? Okay, cool. If you've ever seen Tim and Eric, anything at all, then you probably know what I mean. And if not, it's only about 12 minutes long per episode, so go check one out. You won't be wasting too much time. Note Sum is always good for that. They always had good franchising. <sighs> that doesn't make sense. Damn it. You're, you're really stretching with these, uh, these segues. <laughs> it's become a game. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with trying to find transitions. <laughs> That's um, what improv training is good for. Yeah. Clearly, I have not had that. Um. But anyway, yeah, we're we're franchising, or we're starting franchising. However, the correct so way if, you put if it you're, is, if you're interested in your own gaping pink location, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, we're franchising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as of like three days ago. How the how the fuck did you find that? Um, it literally popped up as a recommended video on my on my Roku. Um, but I know I have I have looked up. Um. Like I did look up the Your Favorite Coaster Sucks YouTube channel once before, and then I also, like you know, like I've I've probably watched like Airtime Thrills and Coaster Studios and all those like YouTubers. So I think it was just at random. But I was like, oh, Your Favorite Coaster Sucks, and it doesn't look like um, our channel. So I watched it, and I was like, oh, interesting. Well, he said we inspired him, so that's cool. Yeah. I mean, as far as the list, I have to say, I watched the video and I completely agree with the list. So I, I really liked the spirit of what he was doing. Yeah. I liked it a lot. So, uh, you know, fuck What's the name of his channel? Coaster cloud. I think. Yeah. 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 Go, go check him out. Go check him out. Tell him, leave a comment for him. Let him know. The real your favorite coaster sucks sent you. <laughs> it's okay. You'll see that we already left a comment. He's a nice guy. Yeah, don't be an asshole. Yeah, but... don't be a dick. He's a nice kid. Don't be mean to him. Go watch his video. Subscribe to his channel and whatever. Leave a playful comment, but don't be an asshole. Um, but no, like I think in the world, since uh, that's the thing, like every other roller coaster YouTube channel is kind of the same. So it's like, I always, it's always, I think there needs to be more, um, not serious coaster content out there. So I'll shout out a couple channels that I like that do that. Um, aside from coaster cloud, um, cheap enthusiast, right? Yep. Josh, it's great. Yeah. And uh, Coastoons. I've seen some of his stuff recently. It's it's good. Not too serious. I like it. Let's make that. Let's make that lighthearted, fun coaster shit outweigh the top three roller coasters in the zip code kind of videos. Yeah, why don't why don't we spread some positivity? Here's what I'm thinking, right? Let's just shout out some channels right now. You guys like content, so let's recommend some. So there's some Coaster Cloud, Cheap Enthusiast, uh uh Coast Tunes, um Coaster Cuzzies. Uh um Coaster Radio. Oh, they have a YouTube? I I was just putting out any content really. Oh, okay. What about our there are Patreon members that have YouTubers or YouTube channels? Oh yeah, that's right. Well, I know Ch- Cheap Enthusiast and uh oh, um Coaster Talk No BS Zone. Yep. It's the other mm-hmm. one. Yep, and uh um Prairie Coasting. Her so definitely and support those guys. 
uh, Shockwave Dan, Shiny Fabric, Mikey Mayo, Johan Lennox, um, zero credits remaining. I met, I met them out at, uh, Holiday World. Oh, that's right. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. AJ is very nice. Um, uh, ribs and bacon. Ride this one, although they're not doing new podcasts at the moment. But I, uh, I, I did, I did. For for those of you who are ride this one fans, I suppose we can go ahead and address them as well. <laughs> uh, I I I talk to Slater pretty regularly. Um, they, I I guess things have been fairly hectic with him. And uh, since he's the one in charge of the keeping the ship floating, uh, they're just uh, they're kind of at a stoppage for the moment. But he says they'll they'll definitely will be doing some new episodes. Uh, just some stuff is is currently preventing that from happening. So we wish we wish all of our friends over at the Ride This One podcast, Slater, Goliath. Jordan, all the best. Hope everything is good. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, uh, hope to hear from you soon. Yeah, hope hope y'all are doing well. That's that's another thing is I don't see a lot of people doing positivity just for positivity's sake. Because as much as we are assholes, I think we could stand to throw some out there. That's the thing. That's like. Um... I obviously have opinions on like some of the bigger names, but I think it's way more fun when you can just kind of like form your own, find cool people in your circle and just kind of like share ideas and and work and stuff like that. And I think it's a lot more fun that way. I agree. I agree. So, I mean, that's what we're all about. We lift each other up. That's uh, that's, what's really great about our discord server. It's all just it's all just a good group in there. And again, shameless plug for the Discord server, but it's it's a great group in there. Ben and you know, you and I are in there pretty much every day. <clears throat> and every time I check in, there's always good conversation happening. We got a lot of different sub forums on there. Um, you know, we talk about music, sports, TV shows. All, all sorts of stuff coasters of course but there's always conversations happening every time i pop in yeah it's fun it's nice to have like a you know like as much as i miss the old forums like it is nice it's actually kind of growing on me the whole like app thing yeah no i i do appreciate discord for what it is i think it's i really appreciate all of the folks that have shown up on the discord for, for us. And I think, you know, I, I hope, you know, if if you're listening now and you're not on there, I hope maybe you come check it out. Promise. We're all nice there. We just like to shoot the shit about whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's about just, uh, check it out. 
yeah, I mean, no, no problem with doing a shameless plug. I think, uh, you know, maybe soon I'll start getting back to the back catalog, the not the back catalog, the the backlog of uh, <clears throat> episodes, and maybe try to get those uploaded to YouTube. They're just a pain in the ass to create because rendering a three-hour-long video file takes, like, 11 hours. Oh, right, yeah. Even if it's not any actual video, just a still image. Yeah, I bet. It's just, yeah, it's such a pain in the ass to render for that long. Because the other issue is, of course, it ties up the computer for all that time as well. Yeah. Yeah, I wish YouTube, it's funny how, like, obviously there's been a lot of advances in technology, but YouTube is still a pain in the ass to upload. <laughs> Remember how painful it was in, like, 05? Like, when it first started? Yeah, like, early YouTube uploads. Yeah, it was, I don't remember a lot about it, but I remember it was definitely very different. Yeah, it was like you because you had no you had no real status because it would literally just say it had a text. So it'd say your video has like a hundred and ten minutes to upload, but it was so it would change. It would go from like a hundred seconds to three hundred seconds, or like a hundred minutes to like three hundred minutes, and then it'd go to like five minutes. It was never accurate. It was like really it was like really bad tracking. And there's no like status bar or anything either. But well uh I have a question for you. Yeah. What did you think of that blues clues video? Oh, I saw that. I I mean, whatever. It was okay. It was cute, but I also felt like if you think about him, you know what I'm saying? He's like, hey, I need like a really quick social media bump. I'm going to make a video type of thing. It kind of felt like that. Yeah, but it wasn't like it was his account. No, right. 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 But oh, that's what I'm saying. It almost made it worse. You know what I'm saying? Like a company was like, hey, we're going to reach out to you. We're gonna, let's make this video so we can get a shit ton of traffic type of thing. But I'm just being a pessimist. I guess really the the bigger question I'm asking is like, <clears throat> did you grow up on Blue's Clues? No. Blue's Clues was like under like less than or it was um, trying to think. I was probably like, yeah, I was like 10. It came out in what? Probably like 2000. It wasn't that old of a show. It came out when we were like 10. So I guess apparently it's because it's 25 years old now was why they did that video. Yeah. The 25th anniversary. So that would put it at what? 97. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. 96, 97. Somewhere around there. That makes me. Seven, eight years old bit too old for blues clues and what you're like you're what you're you're younger than me right 
Yeah, but like a year. Yeah, so we were both too old for that shit at that point. Because that was more of a little kid show. Yeah, I was like, it didn't, it didn't have any register for me. Yeah, it was a nice video, but it, it didn't have the same emotional resonance with me. Because I didn't grow up on that shit. Right, yeah. I was just kind of wondering because I saw posts from other friends around our age that made that implied that they were very, you know, it, it moved them on an emotional level, and I and I was like, huh? <laughs> no, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, you didn't watch fucking Blues Clues? It's like you were already smoking cigarettes by the time Blues Clues was a thing. Well, I was thinking more about some people I met later in life. But, like, once you're an adult, like, a couple years age difference doesn't matter. Right, yeah. But, like, three years age difference at that time in your life, yeah, of course. It's completely different. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, like, you know, if I'm seven or eight, like I said, you know, someone who's three years younger, that's four or five. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. But just like it was just weird to see that, like, you know, people I knew as, as adults, I never registered as like, oh, I guess they're actually like a couple years younger than me, you know? Because <clears throat> honestly, I remember my niece watching that shit. I was 10 when she was born. And it was like, yeah, man, she watches that shit. Yeah. <laughs> No, I just, it was the same thing. Yeah, because like my my cousin, who's five years younger than me, <clears throat> was really into Blue's Clues. That's the only time I actually remember watching it. Would be like at my grandma's house. That makes Cousin's me. Over. That makes me want to ask uh, Cassandra what she thought of that, though. Yeah, I'm sure her age. It's a little, lot more uh, <clears throat> impactful. A lot more resonant. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. It was a nice video. Yeah. I thought it was was a great sentiment and it was nice. Yeah. And it's, it's really great that he was able to make something out of his life. That wasn't just Steve. That's true. Cause I'm sure that, you know, that's a, that's a, you're signing on for a lot when you do that. Because, like, you know to everybody that he runs into, he probably still gets Steve several times a week. Oh, yeah, totally. Imagine what his... Oh, man, think about all the, like... Think about his Tinder profile. He's like, yeah, that's Steve. (laughs) Think of all the women with daddy issues that... Yeah, true. <clears throat> Y'all can just fill in the punchline on that one yourselves. <laughs> but yeah, you're right, though. The, t- the Tinder profile, it's him in the sweater. <laughs> you have to do that, right? Like, you, you, I feel like you have to. Um, I slays on Twitter or uh, Tinder. 
He's like his 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 Tinder name is Mr. Pepper. Or maybe it's Grinder. <clears throat> maybe. I mean same logic still pro- applies. Well, speaking of cosplay, what's about what is all this about roller coaster cosplay? Actually, let me rephrase that. What's the deal with roller coaster cosplay? What what is the deal? What are some of your favorite stuff? (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny. That's the the greatest fuck one of the greatest jokes in Bojack, where it's just it's a guy in a bee costume outside of a um movie studio, uh, like the the soundstage, just going buzz 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 buzz. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that's a good that was a good show. I mean. I didn't fall. I didn't really heavy, fall into it. Yeah, but it's a very good show. I only like halfway fell into it, but yeah, I can appreciate it. If you're in a, if you're in a like feeling in a good, solid, stable state of mind, like mental health wise, then it's I would recommend it. But if you're feeling, you know. Ah, how do you phrase it? Like, I don't know, vulnerable. Then maybe it's not the best. You know what I mean? If your state of mind is more impressionable at the time, then it maybe is not the best. But if you're feeling more like comfortable and solid and, you know, your mental health and, state of mind then it's definitely a great show totally agree but i I don't know what the fuck the deal is with roller coaster cosplay well what do you think all right what is the most insane cosplay thing you can think of like what's like what's some like what what would um what's what's the worst roller coaster there has to be one right like the worst roller coaster for cosplay. Um, dragster. Well, that would be like you'd be in a white, you'd be in like a yellow, yellow spandex with like a red thong, red bra, red shoes. And then you have like a spoiler up your ass. I was gonna say you just tape a fucking red, um, red and yellow dildo to your head. That's true. <laughs> like, I was gonna say, like, what? When did just like writing a word on your face become cosplay? Oh yeah, the Griffin one. <laughs> At a renaissance fair. 
I, I oh my god, I could go into a rant, a rant about Renaissance Fair. Did I tell you? We, we can go into that. Did I tell you about my Renaissance Fair experience a few weeks ago? No, wait, what? Wait, oh boy, what happened? Um. So, um, if I if I say we ate a salad before we went in, does that does that make does that connect the dot for you? Yeah, I got you. Okay, but like, two of my friends are hardcore carnivores, so they've never had salad before. Oh fuck! And we go to a Renaissance fair. Why? <laughs> and suddenly, you know, there's it's too much fiber, and they both got a shit. That's why you really should not eat salad before going to a Ren fair, unless you've done one or both at the same time before. Right. Well, I'm outside getting texts. <laughs> like. This bathroom is crazy as fuck. And I'm outside like I'm not, I'm like, I felt like I was communicating through like a, I don't know. It was like a movie. I was like, like I was in like Michigan impossible, like typing cryptic shit. (laughs) Cause one of my friends like basically got stuck in the bathroom and like was afraid to leave. It sounds like it was probably a filling salad. And but, you know, uh but it's weird. So like the it's just a weird experience and I was I was telling them like okay, if you if you get if this is like too weird and too awkward, just pretend you're on the movie set of a movie about a renaissance fair and this is all the like D-list actors coming to try out. And imagine you're in like a best of show kind of movie of like people trying out for a movie. That's really fucking complex. I understand what you mean and why you said that. Because <laughs> fucking salad brain be like that. But um, <laughs> that's pretty complex. <laughs> I'm sure they followed, though. Um, that just made me like think about it. And like, I feel like the most fun place to try that would be at a wax museum <laughs> yeah that'd be weird <clears throat> you like go to madame tussauds <laughs> and it's like holy shit it looks like beyonce <laughs> And you end up like just posing next to her. <laughs> They're like, oh, wait, it's actually Betty White. You're like, I thought we were doing a flash mob that was just going really slow. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. You'd be like, you'd be like, Holy shit, man. It felt like I was in a movie. And first Paris Hilton was there. And then Sammy Sosa was there. And then then Vin Diesel was there. And then Justin Bieber was there. 
<laughs> but none of them would talk to me. <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> well, put that on the list. I was going to say that or the Ark. Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I'm trying to go hardcore, extreme, thrill-seeking kind of shit. Are you going to wear a rainbow shirt when you go? No, you can't make it that obvious. I think think what it should be is that the whole challenge should actually be you have to go to the Ark. Like, you have to go in alone. So, you know what I mean? So, like, somebody waits outside in the parking lot and times you. So you go into this whole arc experience completely alone. So you're like way more vulnerable. And then like, you know, like the, the people start talking to you, like the religious people, and they like try to get you to convert. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah, but the problem is that place is run by, uh, well, they call themselves scientists. Wait a minute. That's Scientology? No. Oh. Oh. But, okay. They're Christian. Okay. But they call themselves scientists because they have like a self-funded university that does research. <laughs> and they're like, yep, we checked. The world's only 23,000 years old. And you're like, um, <laughs> what? What? Like, nope, that, yep. And so, essentially, apparently, the entire creation museum is mostly dedicated to proving how dinosaurs and people coexisted. Because obviously, the world's only about 23,000 years old. And so, they have a crack team of scientists from their little self funded university that put together a bunch of dioramas and plaques (laughs) that use some odd string theory and assumptions and old math (laughs) to go, nope, back in the day, you could ride a (laughs) T-Rex. Here's the uh, artist rendering. Or um, what what is that called? Uh, The artist depiction? Yeah. Or whatever. (laughs) Here's a court sketch. (laughs) See, that'd be crazy. Or or the Scientology Museum. I'm I'm just thinking of like experiences besides theme parks. They're owned by the same people. So that's that's why it's important is because they if you're talking to those people they're going to have some whole bullshit row of everything. So even if you think you're going to outsmart them because you ate a salad you probably won't. Mm, maybe. At the end of the day though, you got to have money. That's I heard that about Scientology is that if you have no money on you they don't like what they don't waste your time on you. They, it's not play Scientology, hu- though. They're Christian. 
Oh, right. I'm getting these mixed up. Scientology are the ones where they'll try to bring you in for a pitch. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so like, Scientology plays hard to get. Christianity, the, the Creationist Museum. They thirsty as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, you get pulled yeah. into like a timeshare condo sales pitch. Basically. Scientology, Scientology, because they also sniff out people that they know are there to just check it out. Yeah, right. They're looking for a very specific type of person who has enough money and is in need of that kind of religion. I like the Mark Marin bit where he's like, he's like, I really want to read Dianetics, but I don't know what page it happens. Because <laughs> that resonates with me on every level. <laughs> we should read Dianetics for a book club. I should put that, you know what, I should do that as a joke because I live in a little, I'm in a little fourplex. I should put in their mailboxes like book club, Dianetics, and be all serious serious about it. And then like three. Come discuss the teachings of L. Ron Hubbard. (laughs) And then three months later, like, I was just, I was just fucking with you. And then at, at that point, it's too late. Yeah, Dianetics. We should just buy a bunch of copies of Dianetics and leave it around like Six Flags. Next Hollywood Nights. <laughs> just casually. Oh, no, 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 no. Just casually. Let's just casually carry around a copy of Dianetics. So we have to put it in the loose and article like- bin every time we ride a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Just super casually, don't you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't want this book to fly out of my pocket. Because, like, you know, people are gonna see it in there. <laughs> uh, that's what we got to do. We have to do that. We, I bet like, we can buy just copies. Fill of- a backpack with like. 30 copies of it so you can just keep doing it on every ride because then you could just leave it there after you get off oh that's true yeah <laughs> how much do you think a copy of Dianetics is Dian... I don't even know how to spell it oh Dianetics is listed as fiction on eBay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's all oh shit! It's only four oh not four dollars and nine cents. Should I buy it? I'm gonna buy it right yeah. now. I'm literally gonna buy. Wait, two- wait, 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 whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, wait. Whoa. Are you going to read it? I think I might. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? What happens if it works? <laughs> it's not gonna work. Well, you say that now, but what happens if it does? Who has actually bred Dianetics and been like, this makes sense? Fucking Tom Cruise? Skrillex parents? 
a whole I mean, bunch of weird celebrities. You're not making a strong case. I, okay, I guess, you know what? Weak-minded is not something I would describe you as. So, Dude, I I'm suppose you got to... I'm the one, remember the whole joke about eating salad and watching Tucker Carlson? <laughs> or like flat earth videos. But what happens if you read it and you're like, oh, fuck, this does make sense. That's like saying I'd watch a flat earth video and become a flat earther. I'm just saying. I don't know what page it happens on. <laughs> Dude, it's only four dollars. I'm I'm buying a copy. I'm just yeah, it's four dollars to get in. <laughs> no, actually, if you actually apparently when you join Scientology, they make you the when you buy the book through them, it's fifty dollars. And they actually tell you that you can't use the copy you buy online because they say it's not the same. So that what they, they have this whole brainwashing pattern where they're like, um, people try to ruin the reputation of Scientology. So what they do is they publish fake books about Scientology and put them on eBay and Amazon. So they're like, you can't trust the books you get online. You have to buy the book through us and it's $50 type of thing. Oh, so the old college scam. Yeah, yeah. P- pretty much. Sorry, last year's version's no good. <laughs> it's like there's, and there's literally like three minor revisions. It's like, this this one's signed by L. Ron Hubbard. Sorry. I bet the teachers make a kickback on some of those books. They like they like you get a ten percent commission on every Dianetics you sell, but fifty percent commission on every Dianetics too. <laughs> All right, but okay, but this has got to be a trend though: Dianetics and loose article bins <laughs> at Hollywood Nights. Just, oh my god, we're gonna get banned. <laughs> Just think of how here's the thing though. Just like you don't say anything, right? Like imagine like a group of Hollywood knights. You don't say a word, you don't mention it, you don't know like Scientology shit. You literally just walk into the station, you're holding a book, no one thinks twice about it, right? And you walk over and you have to set this book down into the loose article bin, like face up, and then like you casually grab it. You know what? Like (laughs) I could actually think of a place it would be more fun to do that at. What's that? Dollywood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and Silver Dollar City. You like, you like sit down and you eat and you like eating and reading. <laughs> you like pretend to read and then you finish and you just leave the book on the table. <laughs> and you walk, you know, a hundred feet away, and you just watch the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
okay, we gotta we gotta start this trend, the Dianetics theme park challenge. What's the most <laughs> what is the most uh deep south um crazy theme park you can go to and not get kicked out by walking around with Dianetics? Bonus points if you can leave it in a very visible location inconspicuously. Oh, like, you should have done for that. For example, you should have done that. For example, the two that we've given you, loose article bin or on top of a table. <laughs> on the like on the dip and now it's counter. Right? Like you go to get a soda, you leave it right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what also be funny if you when you go through security and you like empty all your pockets and stuff, you just like set it down. You know where they have that, like, you know, the, when they hand you the basket. Oh yeah, <laughs> you have to put the book. Ba- you have to put the book in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna buy a copy just to walk around the airport with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so funny! I've, oh man, that's so fucking hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I've never thought of this before. Ooh, first date. First date is like a buffer just to be like. Well, that's a pretty good way to to either end it quickly or. Oh, shit. Like, you, I got to get out of here. <clears throat> you sit down and they're just like, no way. And you're like, what? And they just look at the book. I didn't. And they're just like, I didn't know. And you're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's you're like talking and they're like it, it's going well, and then they're like, except for these fucking people that that want to get vaccinated, and you're like, oh shit, and you're like, hey, um, check this out. I started reading this awesome book the other day, changed my fucking life, literally. Do you know about Xenu? They see it and they're just like, oh, you too, huh? And you're like, oh, fuck! (laughs) That backfired. I wonder what Scientologists say to each other. Do you think I can Google it? What time does the narwhal bacon? That's a deep cut for the redditors out there. I'm gonna look up how do you Scientology members acknowledge each other? Uh, there's really nothing. Can't find anything. Too deep of a question. They do a super cartoony '90s handshake. <laughs> are you gonna buy? A, are you gonna buy a copy of Dianetics? I would have if we would have thought about this before Silver Dollar City. We're going to go to Orlando, but it's not going to be, it wouldn't be as much fun there. You probably find, you'd probably get a lot of like, um, you know, like elbow bumps, like nods. Yeah, it would not be the same in Orlando. 
you got to go to like Six Flags over Georgia. <clears throat> yeah. Lake that would be more fun. Yeah. Those would be more fun for that type of thing. Well, that's it, guys. Send us a video of you doing the Dianetics theme park challenge. We should just make that a thing. We should just make up like bullshit theme park challenges on Twitter <laughs> just to see if anyone actually does them. You're giving me a good thought. Yeah. I'm tweeting right now to get that hashtag. How do you spell Dianetics? <laughs> it's um, D-I-A-N-E-T-I-C-S. Yeah, buy a copy of this. Read it. I mean, don't become a Scientologist, but... We're, no, no, no. We are not saying to read it. Don't read it. Just buy a copy and carry it around with you at a theme park. <laughs> I did hear, though, that there a lot of people did say, though, that they've read it, and they said it, it's so... Like, the writing is so bad... And it's just such a bad book that it, like, it's literally one of those moments of, like, who the hell gets pulled into the religion, like, with this book. But this thing about cults, you know what I mean? I suppose it's like, you think everyone, everything shitty is good. Hey, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, let's not, we're talking about a very specific book here, so maybe we should be careful about the language we use surrounding it what about it being a cult yeah is it not a cult whoa whoa hey whoa 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 hey whoa organized religion (laughs) (laughs) they they are an organized religion that has a lot of expensive lawyers ben that's the point I'm really making. <laughs> Do you know that I used to live two blocks from Scientology in Seattle? I imagine a scenario like that Seinfeld episode where George tries to get recruited by the cult. Oh, right. But can't (laughs) yeah when i um when i first moved so when i first moved into that neighborhood i kind of miss seattle i'm missing it a little bit um hey it's it's like on fire right now so it's uh it's it's doing okay right now it's it's fine i think 
Oregon, Oregon's getting hit. Um, but anyway, I, I would get like, I would buy these like half gram joints and smoke the entire, I would like walk to the water, smoke the whole thing. And I was so high on the walk back and I had to walk past the Scientology church and it would like scare the shit out of me every time. Um, <clears throat> Cause I always, I always thought that like somebody would, um, you know, come up. Well, okay. Specifically, this is scary as shit. True story. At, it was like 1 a.m. on like a Friday and I walked same my same route. I did this every single night. I lived there. And on the walk back, I would pass somebody who's wearing a Cedar Point t-shirt. Like it was an actual Cedar Point t-shirt. And I started getting paranoid. I'm like, <clears throat> oh God, did they like do a background? Do they see me walking past here every single day? And they've done like a background check on me. <laughs> so they've like had... <laughs> So they put somebody on the sidewalk in a Cedar Point shirt thinking I would like talk to them or something. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I think it was just like a finance office because nothing ever happened there. There's like, you only ever saw like three people going in and out. Well, what's, what's the tweet? What'd you do? It says, on this week's show, you can find out how to participate in the hashtag Dianetics Theme Park Challenge. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> that is awesome. And I'm posting it on Insta now, too, just to completely claim that hashtag. Nice. <laughs> and I'm going to tag it at Dollywood, because why not? <laughs> nice. We should plan a your favorite coaster sucks meetup at <clears throat> the Ark. Uh huh. With the Dianetics challenge. What do you think it would happen there? Do you think you'd, you'd get kicked out? I'm sure. Or or would you be more of a victim? How would you be a victim? Well, like if they see you with a Scientology book, like, oh, you need Jesus more than anybody else. You know what I'm saying? So they try to convert you. You know what I mean? So now like you're playing hard to get. Like you're an easier target because you're in Scientology. I don't know. I guess. <clears throat> Well, um, that kind of makes sense, but well, we we actually didn't um, talk about this yet. But um, unfortunate news from Glenwood Springs, and a nine-year-old girl died on the drop tower. I don't think the details have been released yet, but um, hopefully, it's not like crazy. 
hopefully, you know, hopefully it's something uh, like pre-existing condition or something. Let's uh, start off with it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, there's not a lot of detail, but it's really sad. But, you know, there's not much else to say. Yeah, it's very sad. Especially, like, it's kind of a it's kind of a sad way to end a year, a season. It wasn't a good season? No. So many accidents. It's been a rough, rough year. Um, yeah, I guess we'll end on the on a heavy note. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we don't have to end here. There's... No, no, it's been a rough season. Um, I hope, you know, if you've been with hanging with us throughout this season, last year was rough too. <clears throat> I hope, uh, you know, our, our take on humor has provided any kind of solace in the rough times, but our thoughts are with the, uh, the family. Well, there's got to be a good way to end this season. After that, uh, note, are you going to go to a Halloween event? I hope so. Like an Illich or something? Like a what? Like an Illich or something? Illich? Oh. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know what they do for Halloween. Oh, I went one year and it really sucked. <clears throat> it's pretty bad <clears throat> for like Fright Fest standards. That's a bummer. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, no. I'm definitely. Um, what, what about, um, what about you? I'm definitely going to do Fright Fest. But that's all that's confirmed. So probably nothing else. Because then, uh, you know, we're doing Orlando in November. That's right. I wonder if Lagoon does a Halloween event. That'd be a good park for the Dianetics theme park challenge. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. I need to go to Lagoon this year. I need to get to Salt Lake City before the end of fall. That is a good idea, though. So actually they are open through the end of October. Sweet. Get your copy of Dianetics. 
gear up for the hashtag Dianetics theme park challenge brought to you by your favorite coaster stocks. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, um, <clears throat> I don't know. You got anything else, Ben? We'll get Twister is done officially unless it goes somewhere else. Yeah. So that's too bad. That was a fun ride. Yeah, it was fun, but it's not like anyone's really going to miss it. Um, my favorite part on Wicked Twister was sitting in the second last row on the right side. And actually, I always thought the, the dragster downward spiral felt really similar to Wicked Twister. It was almost like the same ride experience. Just like the insane heartline twist. It's pretty awesome. Some impressive engineering. Well, hopefully it'll open at Great, uh, California's Great America. <clears throat> or Michigan's Adventure. Seems less likely, but possible. <laughs> so do you know if on Wicked Twister, if it opened without those cross supports? That were added. I'm trying to look at a picture. Oh, no, they didn't. Oh, man, that looks crazy. Yeah, because I think Wicked Twister is trying to do the same thing as V2 and not have those like cross supports or those additional supports. Yeah, I remember they used to sway like fucking crazy. Yeah. A V2, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, Wicked Twister did the same thing, though, from what I remember. Also, I felt like the Heartline, like the corkscrew, it almost was tighter at the beginning of it. So it was like that initial whip was pretty intense. Oh, man, I miss that ride. I mean, like, I'm not going to cry about it, but it was fun. Sorry, Ben. Hopefully it lives on. Yeah, I can't imagine Cedar Fair at this point not recycling the ride. Or um, is it confirmed it's going to California's Great America? I thought I had heard that, but who knows? Well, uh, you got anything else? No. That's I think that's it. For sure, for sure. Well, um, fucking, leave us a review, guys. We told you the deal. Uh, you tell us the episode in your mind where the Always Sunny crew buys Conneaut Lake. 
leave us five stars. We will appreciate it and read it and have fun and enjoy. Um, what else? You can get in touch with us. Your favorite coaster sucks at gmail.com or leave a voicemail 312-572-9552. It doesn't spell shit. Literally uh, doesn't spell shit. No, it doesn't spell anything. Oh, I put it into one of those websites where it'll like, it'll tell you what it spells. It doesn't spell anything. <laughs> so, unfortunately. We don't have 1-800-YFCS. <laughs> right? That'd be great. Let's see. Uh, our website, yourfavoritecoastersucks.com. That's the easiest way to find us, get a hold of us, whatever. We're on the socials, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, fucking other places. I don't know. Find us. Except coaster clouds channel that's not us that is not us if you find that your favorite coaster sucks that is not zach and ben that's not (laughs) um let's see we got some patreon folks to go thank that is a thing so let me get that window open so i can read off all those names for all of our homies who uh, support this fun little thing we like to do here. Great crew. Uh, Of course, we got some cool benefits, uh, bonus episodes, our zoom call every month. And if you're listening to it, when it came, when it's coming out, uh, it's not happened yet. So probably in the next two weeks, we'll do it. We got, Oh yeah. September's like halfway over already. Shit. Fucking September 8th right now as of recording. So, Let's go ahead and thank these folks right here. Tyler Ray, Samuel Jacobson, Brian Cosson, Chris, Dave Coaster Talk, No BS Zone, Keith Irio, Coaster Ferg, Davis Skelton, Dana Rafferty, Hemi, Sean Brookheiser, Drew B, Gabriel Ludwiski, Nathan Slater, Brian Lewis, Joshua Knight, Luann Lewis, Scott Levine, Mikey Mayo, Michael Muldoon, Tristan Cox, Dominic B, Stefan Feinbaum, Daniel Puckett, Nathan Hart, Jonathan Hawkins, Jared Mullen, Brandon Carter, Ryan Shoemaker, and of course, our homie Prairie Coastin. He, the, these people are all fantastic. If you want to get on that list, not too hard to do. Just got to jump on over to patreon.com slash your favorite coaster sucks. Like I told you, Zoom calls. We hang out. It's a party. It's a blast. Last one was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It was a good turnout. We got to chat with everyone for a while. It's a fun time. It's a fun group. And I promise you, if you're on the fence about joining the Zoom call, like you don't know what it's going to be like. It's a group of us. We're all pretty comfortable. And if there's a new person, we make sure, Ben and I, make sure we bring you into the conversation. We we talk to everybody. So we make sure nobody is left silent for too long. So don't be on the fence. We love having the conversation. It's a lot like when we record the podcast, except all of you guys are there with us. It's like an interrogation. 
Remember that time you said, no, I don't remember. <laughs> it's like, whoa, chill, it's a Zoom call. Yeah, right. No, but people do call us out on shit, too, and that's fine. We take it. It's all in in in, in good good love, good natured fun, and it's all good. It's all love, and uh, it's what it is. So we appreciate all you folks. You guys are uh, the the community aspect of this is really probably the the most enjoyable part about the whole thing at this point. I really love doing the podcast, but the fact that we have like an actual community of people built up. I'm like in awe about that, you know? And there's opportunities to meet people and it's not COVID anymore. Like when we, when we first started, you know, it was weird. And now it's like normal. It's cool. It's cool to meet people, meet everybody in real life and actually ride roller coasters. <clears throat> Yes, we're all back to riding roller coasters. But of course, unfortunately, hate to be that guy, but the off season's coming. We'll still be doing our Zoom calls because, you know, we got to get the fuck through somehow. But, um, shit. Got anything else, Ben? Nah, I'm ready to, uh, I guess go to bed. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm going to knock out. I'm going to a mega death. Charge. I'm going to see Megadeth tomorrow. Yeah. Nice. I love how I just love it's Megadeth on a Thursday. Yeah, so you don't have to plan anything for your weekend. <laughs> What'd you do all weekend? I went to a Megadeth concert on Thursday. Yeah, what about the rest of your weekend? Dude, it was a fucking Megadeth concert. It's better than Megadeth on a Tuesday. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was going to say, because Monday concerts or Sunday concerts at Red Rocks were always really rough. That's what I'm saying. And I get to work from home on Fridays, so like... Oh, perfect. We good, you know. Yeah, you're not doing any actual work. Nothing too, too no, no heavy lifting. So we're good. Megadeth on a Thursday. <clears throat> Dianetics on a Friday. Then we got the club going up on a Tuesday. <laughs> Dianetics at a uh, Megadeth show, or what are you seeing? Megadeth, oh, Megadeth, yeah, yeah. That nah, because then it might actually work. <laughs> you just you just get a lot of like, dude, right? I just read that shit; it blew my mind. Yeah, because, you know, at Megadeth concerts, people tend to discuss literature. (laughs) 
Well, have fun. Thank you. I think I will. It'll be my first time seeing Megadeth, so I'm stoked. <clears throat> and, uh, all right. Fuck, we'll put on another one next week, I think. And so, yeah. Right on. Yeah, man. Uh, so thank you all for listening. And until next time, your, your favorite, favorite toaster. Toaster sucks. Uh,